you already know what time it is folks and welcome back to another episode here on what's the word entertainment if you got your boys sherman obed hosting once again as always obed what's going on with you homie Living the dream of the day in paradise. How about yourself, bro? Yeah, man. I can always complain about why bother. You know, there's, there's no point to it. Ain't nobody trying to hear that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the world got <laughs> everybody got problems. I ain't the only one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, oh man, I'm glad to be back here once again. And we got a lot to talk about today. We'll get into our usual uh NFL t- talk. Put a little bit of college football. Let's start off with just some quick NBA uh news and things to kind of cover here, Obed. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, man, there's been a lot of talk around the NBA about players getting vaccinated, some players being unvaccinated. I think the NBA actually came out and said a few weeks back that about 85% of the players are vaccinated right now, which is which I think is it's great. It's definitely yeah, good news. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, there are still um, some players that are not, and there's gonna, it could be potential issues when they're going to certain cities because there are certain cities like New York and San Francisco that mandate mm-hmm. that even professional athletes, in order for them to be in indoor arenas and things like that, they need to be vaccinated. So yeah. first up, the, the Nets point guard, Kyrie Irving, he had to miss media day at the Barclays Center, which is, of course, is in Brooklyn because he wasn't vaccinated. Uh, Warriors, Andrew Wiggins, wasn't couldn't be there because he um he never seen go out there and with the, with the Golden State and being in San Fran he's not vaccinated so he couldn't be there, even guys like Bradley Bill just still not still trying not to be vaccinated things like that um it's actually and actually making uh, staffers feel unsafe around yeah. unvaccinated players so I, it, it's kind of weird that they're going through all this just to kind of quote or unquote prove a point I don't know what the purpose of it is. But it's just going to hinder themselves and hinder their team. So what happens when players can't play in those certain cities due to mandates? They can be like, you know what? I don't want to get vaccinated. So guys, so you know what? So Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, he tell me he's going to miss half of his game. Because remember, you play 40, it's 82 game season. You play 41 games at home. You play 41 games on the road. You tell me he's going to risk missing half the season because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. What does that what does that say to the rest of his team is? What are that, what, what's KD going to think about that? What's James Harden going to think about that, dude? You know what I'm saying? It's like you want to you're willing to throw away half of the games just because you want to stand up for whatever it is that you believe in. This first of all is flat earth thinker Kyrie Irving, who I think who has no <laughs> common sense in this country, in this world. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the hell he's thinking. But what does it say really to players who can't, you know, play in these cities because of the mandates? You know what I mean? Because they actually just announced that, that players who don't play because of this, they ain't getting paid, you know? So if I'm Kevin Durant and I'm uh, teammates with somebody like Kyrie Irving, this is your number three, correct? This is your Ky- number three. Ky- is he the number three? I get what no, 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 no. I mean, this is year number three of the two oh. of us together, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm fully aware and familiar of what we're dealing with in Kyrie the, uh, Kyrie is the wild card. You tell me he hasn't been vaccinated yet. I'm not surprised. <laughs> now I'm, I'm again, I've been given concessions for this because I completely understand the diaspora. I can understand the mistrust of, uh, you know, medications and therapies offered by the government because government has not always been one kept at 100 with its people. I get that. That being said, it's, I could understand it being, this is Kyrie who doesn't want to talk to the media. If this is him finding a reason to not talk to the media, I'm sure he's going to explore it. This is him saying, I don't have to go do these things. You guys cannot control me because I have this mandate on my, again, this is the same guy who said we should boycott the, the, um, the playoffs or whatever. Right. Like this is the same guy who's on that phone call and everybody else is like, we're not with that Kyrie. We're, we're, we're moving forward. <laughs> so you have to understand that Kyrie is like you said, it's, it's 85% and it's 15%. Well, let's not hype up the 15%. Right. I just, it just, I feel like that's just Kyrie being Kyrie. I don't even think it has to do with any sort of, you know, there's some people doing it some, perhaps for some like religious reasons, like like yeah. Andrew Wiggins said he was, or I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know if I like that. You know, I get, I understand if that's what he said, but he did also say it's my problem, not yours, which is highlighting the reason that we're in this predicament in the first place, the spread of and sickness of the unvaccinated when dudes are like, well, it's not my, it's not, it's my problem. Like, right. No, it's everyone's problem. Cause it affects everyone. It doesn't just, yeah. Yeah, the, the coronavirus doesn't just weave its way around, just bobbing and weaving. Like, let me get this right. dude. Mm, uh-huh. Let me go get this dude over here. Nah, mm, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Right. They, <laughs> anyone can get it. Dude. It's like, yeah. mm, you yeah. know what? You're six feet four. I'm going to go bypass you. Chill. Like, right. No, that's you not how it works. Crazy. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, You're you know not what? immune. Nobody's like, you know immune. Nobody's yeah. Right. Like, you know what? You too light skinned for me. Kick rocks. I'm gonna go over this dude. No, that's not how it works, fam. It's not Drake season. I'm not here for Drake season. Yo, worry. CLB was good. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, let me ask you this. Do you think players should be even uh, suspended or 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 fined for that matter if not only that like i said they're not going to be getting paid if they can't play because it's should they be fined or suspended they, the nba takes no that i wouldn't i i think we do it the way that the nfl did it the first time you get an opt out this is your payment for the year goodbye mm-hmm. we'll see you next year you want to opt out you opt out it's all year long right but now but like i said they can they can play so Kyrie, he can play if, they, if he goes to boston there's no mandate, so he can play up in Boston. If he goes down to Miami, he can play. You know what I'm saying? He can't play mm. in New York, though. He can't play in Brooklyn because the New York has that mandate that you have to be indoors. So he can technically play in half of the games. Yeah, I got. I gotta just. You know, I think this so is like, one of those situations where we're, we're, your hands are tied. Right? As like, an organization, do you let do you pay your do you? No, well, you can't not gonna pay him. But do, as an organization, do you let this dude rock out? Like, you know what? You're only gonna play in half our games. Okay, cool. Or do you say, you know what? Let's just get rid of this dude. Let's trade him. Let's get rid of him. Because there, there's been rumors that he could be possibly get, let go. He could be possibly traded for Ben Simmons. Of of all of the now, you you know they're not doing that. Let's stop with the <laughs> with the buffoonery. Because if you said anybody else, I would give it some validity. But nobody is trading Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. I will take Kyrie and his craziness over a guy who's not going to try to score. True story. True story. You know, I, so. I, yeah, you're right. This dude can't hit a two foot layup. You know what I mean? You know, and if I'm Kyrie sitting at home and I hear that, uh-huh, I'll see you at the, at the next state that actually has, doesn't have a mandate. You're definitely not seeing me then if you're talking about that stuff out of the media. Word, right? This dude can't yeah. hit water when standing in the middle of the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is like, sit Ben. Like, uh, that's another reason he's not coming to New York. They're going to dry roast that Australian. He's not ready for this. Okay. He does not want the kind of smoke that would come to him in New Yo, York. They're going to throw, throw his shrimp on the barbie real quick out there in Brooklyn, son. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, let's keep, let's keep it rolling, uh, yeah, old man. Yeah. Quickly, let's talk about college football. I wanted to bring up uh, Clemson, yo, because they're looking like they're in a whole heap of trouble, my friend. They just got upset by unranked. NC State 27 to 21. Congrats to NC State. Congrats to NC State. Yeah. Big win for NC State. The game winning touchdown was was uncoverable. It was a great play. That's that's what it boils down to on that one. Dude, I mean, quite frankly, it's like so now it's looking like I mean the ACC might not have a team in the college football playoff. Really, it was really going to be probably, it's pretty much Clemson versus everybody else in the ACC because the ACC is not an elite conference like it once used to be with Florida State at the helm and Jim, back when Jameis Winston was there leading the way, you know, yeah, right. winning a national championship, even even if, even if back with, with, uh, with Virginia Tech, you know what I'm saying? They're not right, what used exactly. to be, you know? Yeah. So right now, into Clemson is ranked 25th in the country. They're the last team in the rankings. You know, you've got... Wake Forest at 24, NC State now 23 because they beat Clemson. But really, I can't see. I mean, I don't, I don't, Wake Forest, okay, they're undefeated at 4 0. I can't see them going undefeated, you know, really winning anything. It's looking like there may not be an ACC team in the college football playoff. Would you agree? I absolutely would agree. And I mean, I, 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 I agree with that. I disagree with them being stunned because if you look back at the games that they've played, I mean, I'm not going to say that a team is holding on for dear life, but you know, you, you, you barely get out of this game against Georgia. What did they lose? They, there was a win by one score two. I think it was 10, three, something mm, like that. 10, three. Yep. You yep, know, yep. you stomped South Carolina, uh, South Carolina state or whatever. Um, good, good for them. But you're, you seem to be in these games where it's real tight. It's real Even tight. Georgia Teams tech, they, Georgia tech, the only one by six. Only one by six. So, so their MO is if you play them hard, you got a chance to keep it within one score. Mm-hmm. Then, then they've fallen the other way. This time it didn't fall that way. So yeah. they might be a good team comparatively to the division that they're in, the conference that they're in. But overall, they just cannot compete. They can't come out here and compete every week and make it, make it a two-score win. They're going to be in within one score, and they're going to lose a lot of those games. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's kind of rough for Clemson and the rest of the ACC. Let's move along to the NFL a little bit. Um, one of the kind of 
not so big surprise, but a kind of a shocker was Kansas City losing to the L.A. Chargers. This is Kansas City's second loss. Obviously, they were coming off of that tough one to Baltimore. Man, L.A., the Chargers are a not – or I think we've said this before. The Chargers are not a bad squad. Justin Herbert looks like a stud. They're throwing for 281 and four scores. What's your takeaway yeah. on, the, on this one? More so on the Kansas City side. Uh, on the Kansas City side, I'm going to say that we're, we're kind of finding out what the Kansas City Chiefs are made of. And really, it seems like they have like four actual four or five actual studs across this offense that they're only really utilizing three of those guys. One is Patrick Mahomes. One is Travis Kelsey. The other is Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. If there is a game, if there's a team starving for the next man up is the Kansas City Chiefs. They are starving so bad for the next man up. They've had to sign uh, Josh uh, Gordon, mm-hmm. hoping that there's something left in the tank for Josh Gordon because guys like Byron Pringle and Miko Hardman aren't doing jack squat. Demarcus mm-hmm. Robinson doing nothing. Okay, Miko Hardman had, did have a touchdown in this game. But if you have three catches for 33 yards and one of your catches is 15 yards, come on, man. Like, <laughs> what are you doing out there? Yeah, dude, I mean, yeah. I mean, you brought the Josh Gordon thing. Let's just, we can talk about it now, dude. I mean, it, it they're kind of rough. You're right. They are simply just relying on Tyreek and Travis, dude. That's it. Yeah. You know, Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson guys are yeah. sussing. Byron Pringle. These guys gave you nothing in the Super Bowl. That's what hurt them in the Super Bowl. He didn't have an outlet. He didn't have a third guy. Well, they also didn't have an offensive line. So they lost both of their starting starting tackles. How, you know what I mean? how do you overcome that? The ball goes out quick. To who? Is a double coverage on Tyreek Hill. The, uh, you've got the tight end running through linebackers. Who's mm-hmm. the third guy just standing there waiting to get a dump off? And he, uh, right. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's just normal. He's average at this point. Right, right. I mean, so, uh, okay, so can – can Josh Gordon really truly help out this offense? Yes. And I know it sounds crazy, but he's a tall body receiver. He's a strong guy. You have to respect him as an alpha prototype, right? Like prototypical alpha wide receiver is a tall, long, strong guy that plays on the outside Mm -hmm. by comparison to what they have there now as a prototypical as their prototypical quote unquote wide receiver is a short guy. who's really fast and Tyree kill. I mean, you know, he's he's Tyree Kill is a a special teamer, speed wide receiver, s skill set kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And while that's great, he should probably be playing in the slot. A guy like Josh uh, Gordon should be playing outside. Right. This yeah. just gives them, you know, this just gives them an ability to do other things. Now, if he has the athleticism, talent wise, Josh Gordon is more talented in these many years uh, that have been wrought with drug addiction and not playing in the league, he's still better than Miko Hardman. He's still better than Demarcus Robinson. Fact. He's still better than Brian Pingrel. It's right. sad, but it's true. No, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is that kind of typical slot receiver at five ten and one eighty five. when Josh Gordon is your six foot three, 225 pound wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, he should be, you know, playing on the, playing on the outside. I think, you know, if he can stay clean, stay off the weed, you know, and whatever else, whatever other quote unquote recreational drugs he may part be partaking in, you know. Yeah. I thought he would have been good in Seattle. They everything's legal out there. They legalize all the drugs in Seattle. I thought he'd been good. <laughs> Dude, being reckless out there. 100%. But, you know what I mean? If he can be, if he can, you know, stay on the right path, he can 100%, I think, uh, help out this Kansas City team because yeah. that, that proves you have an elite lead number one weapon other than just Tyreek and Travis, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it can spread the defense out. You know what yeah. I mean? That's why I think options. it's great. Exactly. Um, can, I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, sorry to cut in. What did you make of the no look pass from Patrick Mahomes that was tipped and then intercepted? He's doing too much. Okay. He's and doing now, too much. Now, the thing is the, the new the, Tom Brady recently, and we may have to clip to this or let people know about it. Tom Brady sat down and had like a pro day, you know, media day and was talking about how the NFL has changed the way that you play the game back mm-hmm. in his day. It was the responsibility of the defense to protect their guys and the responsibility of the offense to protect their guys. So as a quarterback, I didn't make certain throws because that throw was dangerous. Today's NFL allows the dangerous throw to be okay. And if the defender doesn't let up, you're going to penalize the defender. When as a quarterback, you should not be throwing across your body into no, into, into danger zones. You should not be throwing across your body into danger zones and no looking on purpose to guys who are not some of the premier aces. If he'd have pulled that off. Great. He pulls that off to Tyree. Great. He pulls it off to Travis Kelsey. Great. That's a stud to a stud. Mm-hmm. He threw it to a nobody. 
The mm-hmm. new, the nobody was not prepared for no look pass. He saw mm-hmm. him look in another way and right, read right, the right. play like a normal person and said, he's not looking at me. Somebody else's heads up on that. My thing is, I think it goes both ways, dude. Um, okay. I think the quarterback should protect his receivers. Not, don't, don't throw it into no man's land. You know what I mean? Where a, a safety can come out of nowhere and just light your, light your ass up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it also goes on the fact that they're trying to, pre- to go – the league is trying to gear towards player safety. So I, I understand yeah, that point as I, well, I too. Was, there's, there's been plenty of times where guys are just simply just going out of bounds and all of a sudden get hit real late and unnecessary. There was a, there yeah. was a roughing the passer call. Um, oh, my gosh. What game was it on Sunday? Oh, I can't remember now. It was just blatantly late. Yeah. Like, it was like yeah. two seconds late. And then defenders are like, oh, we talking? we doing the fight? Like, dude, come on. Yeah. Bro. If the ball is out, the ball is out. It's done. Stop. Now, I get it. You're running full speed. It's hard to kind of – you can't stop on a dime. I get that. No, no. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could try to dip out the way, do some – you know what I mean? Do some – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some black swan move and try to okie doke around the dude. Right, and it's crazy for us to say it because we can't do it. But physically, I understand the level that they're at. I've seen the workouts. I've seen the kind of stuff you guys do. You're a machine. Right, but the quarterbacks, yes, they should not put the receiver. Oh, we should put the receivers. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. You know, you, dude, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I, here's here's the thing. If I'm a receiver in the NFL and I see somebody like a Ray Lewis sitting over the middle, I ain't running across the middle, fam. You gotta make hey, a business decision, dude. You gotta make nah, a business decision. Mm, you yeah. call that you call that in route, but like, not nah, player. Mm-mm, I'm good. Nah, you want to last long in this league, dude. You want to last man. long in this league, so you're I'll not go, going across I'll, the middle. I'll go behind yeah. it. I'll go behind his ass. Man. I ain't coming in front. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is this is what uh, <laughs> what was his name? Um, the wide receiver Michael Irving. Michael Irving famously said, "You know what, guys don't like to get paid. That's why I went across the middle." Mm. Isn't that what broke your neck? If you like getting paid, you would want to like not do the mm. thing that could get you hurt, so you can keep getting paid. Exactly. That's at least what I think. That's why. Uh, uh, oh, who was the tight end? Um, from the Cowboys, Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Jason Witten used to catch the ball, put his arm out to stop the hit, and then immediately go down. And he might only get six, seven yards, but he'll get seven yards for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, he get, and, you, and he getting paid for 20 years, too. And getting paid for 20 years. He did come back to the Raiders and was falling down over there making that good money, wasn't he? Yo, he said falling down, making money all day. I'm telling you, but, but, but it, just to recap it really quick, but yeah, I think Josh Gordon can help definitely help him out as long as he stays on the field expectation wise you know uh i don't know i mean i think i think he can do some things i'm not saying he's gonna be some pro bowler I, I just in out in one the first year mm. i think if he stays on the field and stays healthy you know and keeps his mind right and head in the game i think they'll be okay dude i think this definitely brings another dynamic to the kansas city chiefs who's an elite offense as it is already yeah. without him um like i said i'm still rocking with my Buffalo Bills for the AFC because I think the Kansas City Chiefs are being exposed. But, yo, this could put a little uh, uh, hitch in the wrench. There's just, you, know, wrench, you know what I mean? So I will yeah. say that. So but we'll see how it goes. I agree with you. I feel like the outcome of this game was based on the fact that the Chargers have gas, but they don't have to use it. They have mm. a good team all across. They can stop the ball. They can run the ball. They can pass. Yeah. The Chiefs only have so many good players, so they need gas all the time. And that's why people love the Chiefs. Oh, my God. Hunter, look at the, the throws they're making. Look, they have to do that to stay in the games because the defense yeah. isn't stopping anybody. And, they only yeah. to their team. and I think we can all agree that Justin Herbert is going to be a stud in this in this league. Rest of his career. He's yeah. already played in two offenses, and he looks good in both of them. Mm. This man had to study for tests that he has never seen before, and he's passing them with flying colors. Watch out. Yep, yep. Moving along, uh, Obed, Cincinnati easily handled the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in this game. Oh, my goodness. You don't know how uh, much I, it makes my Patriots heart love this. <laughs> Let's talk oh. about these losers, because we oh. should have a pardon to sorry to the kids. Uh, this, <laughs> oh my from, uh, the the pride of Schittsburg over here mm, mm, spitting that hater rate i love it you know they, well you know what we were supposed to have a professional uh, sports fan here and uh he ain't here to defend his crown so yeah you're right yeah chris where you at homie yeah. <laughs> um but dude Usmo, <laughs> where you at the whole city behind us <laughs> <laughs> dude, pittsburgh they look bad I don't even know how they won week one against my Bills. I don't. They look bad. This offense is probably one of the worst offenses that we've seen from Pittsburgh in a long time. I mean, I got to ask the question, though, Bed, should should Steelers move on from Big Ben? You know, it's funny. I thought about that. I had to sit there and think about it for a second. And I don't, I don't think that's the question. 
because we already knew that they should have moved on. The, 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 the passes were ducks last year. The things were floating. They couldn't close out games. They, they, Big Ben is blaming wide receivers, but Big Ben is not hitting wide receivers. The question is, why didn't they? Why, when you look at a very young, very talented team, stars all over the offense, all over the defense, did you not make a play for Teddy Bridgewater? Nobody wanted him. He didn't play poorly in Carolina. They had a losing season. Mm. This guy supported 3,000 yards scrimmage receivers in that offense between Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. And he probably would have supported a, a running back as well because the running back was that good. He goes out to Denver. They're doing numbers right now. Whether their schedule is hard or not, whether these guys are, are actual. He's, play, he's playing. He's, he's balling. He's balling. He's balling. He could easily be balling for, for them right now. And I just like, I don't know why of the quarterbacks, you're still tied to him. Roethlisberger's cooked. He's why don't, why does it, why don't they even look at Cam? Cam Newton's still sitting out there with him. Because his arm is, still, is washed too. These guys have washed arms. These guys are not making enough throws to constitute them being the starter in a game. Maybe cleanup duty, but a starter? You cannot, these, this man threw 58 times. You don't want that version of Ben Roethlisberger with his arm that week passing 58 times. Dude, but they're, they're, just, they're just not playing traditional. I remember the Pittsburgh Steelers being a run-first offense for years. 100%, 100%. But that's because their offensive line was great. Back, Everybody uh, could block. Heinz true. Ward, wide receivers blocking, blocking mm. guys out of their shoes, pancakes all week. Mm, true, but it's just not the same. Dude, they, you know their leading receiver right now is their running back. Their rookie running back, Najee Harris. I want everybody in America to remember that that you heard this stat line that he ran 14 times for 40 yards, and then he caught 14 receptions on 19 targets for 102 yards. Because in four years, they are going to have run this man into the ground. He's going to ask for a new contract, and they're going to start talking about his longevity and what he's worth. I want y'all to remember that. AKA the next Le'Veon Bell. The next Le'Veon, they're already running. They're not, this is mismanagement of this person, of this employee. This is an employee that they are overworking and they're okay with it. And then their, their fan base is going to turn on him. But the kid is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think he's one of the engines that makes this thing go. It, they just don't have a quarterback. This tells me a lot that he was targeted 19 times. He called it 14 of them. Most of those passes were behind the line of scrimmage. But Juju Smith-Schuster, who's your number one wide receiver, was only targeted four times the entire damn game. That means Ben Roethlisberger can't get the ball out. It's yeah. time to move on from Big Ben, Steelers fans. It is time to move on from Big Ben. Like I said, bring in somebody else who can actually throw. He threw the ball 58 times. Yeah. Go get Drew Lock. Just go get Drew Lock. Why is he throwing the ball 58 times at a hit with, with given his age and given his injury history? Why is he throwing the ball? That's a that is the question Pittsburgh fans. Pittsburgh Steelers fans need to ask. I don't want to hear you blame anybody else. They're going to go on their radio in Pennsylvania, and they're going to go up there and they're going to be talking all kinds of nonsense if he fumbles. They're going to be talking all kinds of nonsense if somebody else fumbles. Not that, not that Ben Roethlisberger's yards per attempt and his yards per average is like seven, six. You know, they, they're, they're just going to be like, oh, well, you know, Maybe if this person had played better, people have been playing better than Ben Roethlisberger almost his entire career. I mean, I'm telling you, almost the entire career of Ben Roethlisberger is predicated on amazing talents. Antonio Holmes, Plaxico Burris, Antonio Brown, Heinz Ward, uh, 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 Jerome Bettis. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on and mm -hmm. on and on of mm -hmm. these guys who have made Ben Roethlisberger look good. And every time Ben is out here falling off of his bike and almost destroying his brain in his career, or, you know, mm -hmm. being lewd inside of a bar, mm. uh, other people are playing their ass off for him. It's time for us to recognize well, that he's the problem. Well, maybe do you think it's also the players? Because you guys got you got guys like Juju Schuster, who's whose TikTok game is hotter than his on the field game right now. He's he's only getting targeted 19 times through three games. It's when Chase Claypool has been targeted 29 times through the they, first three games. They're not willing to utilize their guys and they want they kind of just want Juju to go away. Like I think they've made a decision they want to move on from Juju. They do not utilize Juju in the offense. Mm -hmm. If if Don Teontay Johnson is healthy and plays, we the Juju sees less targets. 
Juju's just running routes out there, right? So I understand what has happening there and why they're doing it, but mm-hmm. everything should be all hands on deck. Yeah. This is a time to put away your disagreements and your arguments and your issues and find a way to win games because your coach has never had a losing season. I could see that. I could see that breaking. This, that yeah, breaking. yeah. He's never, in all his years, Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's never had a losing record. You know what? This might be the year. This might be the year, folks. Yep. Moving along, let's get into the next matchup. Uh, dude, this was, the next one was a rough one. Uh, for Bears fans, close your ears. It was, man, Cleveland just whooped y'all butts. 26 to 6, the Browns over the Bears. Justin Field was a hot, hot mess in this matchup. Got sacked nine times. Yeah, he got sacked nine times, ladies and gentlemen. Four and a half of those were from uh, Miles Garrett alone. Okay. Obed, I got who's to who's blame for this? Just poor outcome because Justin Fields looked horrible in this one. Um, so so I, I go back to a comment that Nick Foles made. We all thought that when Matt Nagy brought in Nick Foles last year, that he had his guy that they had won a Super Bowl with together, that if he needed to run this offense, he would know how. And, and what's surprising is Nick Foles made a comment about how Matt Nagy never played the position before. So he doesn't understand what's going on out there. He doesn't know how much time you really have for some things. So to me, that screams to the idea of a coach who's calling plays who does not know how to call plays, who's calling plays who does not know when to call the right plays and what plays we should be calling or what ways we should be utilizing players. Uh, you know, obviously, you have a player in Justin Fields who is remarkable. You don't want to think that you're putting him in situations to not be better, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they have bad offensive line play. So the ball's got to be out quick. Who's his hot read? there's elite D line play. You got miles Garrett over there. You need to think about getting the ball away or getting the kid running because he's going to be running for his life. Anyway, there you go. You just said it, getting him, the kid running. They, they rolled him out of the pocket three times that entire game. They were only going five man protection. They weren't giving him enough blockers. This kid is a rookie. He hasn't experienced this. Give him time to get the rock out. Why aren't you going six and seven man protection for him? This yeah. was it was an atrocious, atrocious yeah. um, uh, uh, play calling by the Chicago Bears. Their game plan yeah. was awful. They were this game plan was set up for Andy Dalton. Yeah, they ran this for, they run, for they, a statue for a statue right. and they, they get the ball ran off the of. same yeah. game plan as for Justin Fields as he did doing for Andy Dalton. It's not the same type of player. Which is this, ego, which is huge ego. They always talk about players having an ego. Coaches have a huge. This ego. is on and Matt Nagy. Could have mm-hmm. just went. Look, look at. Look, I want you to focus on what. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, who we all think is a very bright and intelligent person who does dumb stuff with his team, does whenever he brings in Trey Lance. He brings in Trey Lance for one play a game, and then Trey Lance scores a touchdown, and then Trey Lance leaves the field. But he designs that play to do exactly what Trey Lance is good at, and mm-hmm. Trey Lance looks successful. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it, it, it is bewildering the how bad they are doing a disservice to Justin Fields you know, to first say what he's not good at and what he is good at, and then second to put him out here and then not call stuff he's good at. And if you had the same game plan in, why wouldn't you just start Nick Foles? Yeah, 100%. You want, you want a guy who's just going to throw and maybe take a couple sacks and make some bad plays? Just put him in there because you've got two of the same guy on the bench. It's just, it's just literally mind-boggling to me that they came out with the same – traditional game plan they've been running the whole time and you have a completely different type of quarterback and you're under center this week i have a question Sherman. when when not if when matt Nagy gets fired from this job does he become a head coach somewhere else not at all not i was gonna say not right away because in the first three years remember he didn't make the playoffs two twice in the first three years as the head coach of the chicago bears he did and also he, make those with mitchell trubisky as his quarterback so you have to think about like do we, do we, does that mean we're saying Mitchell Trubisky is good? We're not saying that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But I'm just saying it. So I think, he, I think if the Bears have a, let's say they go on a losing streak of like four or five games, he's out and he doesn't become a head coach for, no, for another few years. Okay. You I think, think he gets a coordinator position or he just steps he'll, away entirely? He'll, he'll, he'll get a coordinator position somewhere. They typically, they typically do. Coordinator position doing what? Because he he doesn't seem to be able to coordinate an offense, and he's not a defensive minded coach. So coordinating the water cooler, I don't know something because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he deserves, right? Oh, now. easy, easy, easy. You got the red punch on the right. 
Blue punch on the left. You almost messed up. Yeah, you mm-hmm. want the, the yeah, glacier? Yeah. The glacier cooler's in the back. Because <laughs> he don't know what he's doing right now from the lights. No, 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 no. Oh. Anyway, let's move along. Um, a crazy, crazy ending to the Detroit Lions Baltimore Ravens game, dude. Justin Tucker. The hey, he hit the longest field goal in NFL history. 66 yards. Give it up for Justin Tucker, man. What it, it hit, it, even though it hit the crossbar and bounced in, you know what? It still counts as 68. It might, it might have been 65 and a half actually, but it bounced, yeah. it counts as 66. It doesn't matter, dude. Yeah. This was incredible. Now, granted, everyone's saying the Lions got screwed, which they probably did because they didn't call the fault, they didn't call the delay a game. Oh my god, it was like two late. seconds. Right now, granted, the, the clock on TV is not always the same as the clock in the stadium with the ref, with the referees have it. I get that, but it. It's pretty accurate, I would say. It's maybe a half a second off, maybe a full second off. This was two seconds later. They yeah. blew it. The referees blew this one. Um, you know, so I have basically two questions for you, Obed, in this, mm. this topic. One, is Justin Tucker the greatest kicker of all time? And two, are the Lions just flat out cursed? Because they can't buy a win. Um, so to the first question, well, let's let's go, let's go with the uh, the second one. I don't think the the uh lions are cursed I, I always looked at the lions as a team that just kept stacking talent and just needed like a sean McVay type to come in and take advantage of a shock of smart you know to come mm-hmm. in and, and and see what the talent is and make these guys play better uh and that just hasn't happened and that's because we've already talked about this mm-hmm. uh who the hell wants to go to detroit <laughs> sherman i'm i can go be the fourth team in my division in south beach I can go ride the roller coaster of maybe being good, maybe being terrible mm-hmm. in San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, or LA or Las Vegas. I don't, I don't need to go do that in Detroit, Michigan. It's cold. <laughs> it's decrepit. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, this is an organization that f- basically forced Barry Sanders into retiring early. Cause he said he didn't want to play for you guys anymore. And you weren't willing to trade him. This is an organization that basically forced Calvin Johnson out the window. Now it might've been more so about the concussions and things like that. His health. I understand that, but he wasn't trying to rock with y'all no more either. This is a, neither, dis- neither was the leading uh, possible MVP candidate here. Who's Matthews, a former quarterback. Matthews doesn't want to be there no more. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, man, the Lions are just the Lions that they have been a subpar, sub average team yeah. for the last 15 to 20 years. We've talked about the Lions on this show before. Uh, they are extremely below mediocre. They've never had a top 10, 15 defense since the day before forever. You know what I mean? They've always been bad on defense. They've had a su- somewhat success with, like I said, guys like Barry Sanders and Megatron and, mm-hmm. and, and Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. on the offensively. They haven't won the playoff game in years you know i think what since 19 i think i don't think they've won a playoff game since 1992 you know so it's it's just staggering that you know they just come up it's it's an organization it's from the organization it It starts i agree with you it does i said they're not a winning organization they don't have a winning leadership kind of mentality there Mm -hmm. uh and now to your first question um no justin tucker is not the greatest kicker of all time he does hold the highest field goal percentage Mm -hmm. uh, of kickers so that's great uh after him is harrison bucker chris boswell josh lambeau he hasn't made big kicks in big games he hasn't made big kicks late in december in january he hasn't made a kick in february um no the greatest kicker of all time is probably Adam Vinatieri. I, I figured uh, you were going there. The former I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, hey, he's got rings from all kinds of teams. So, you know, I can't I can't be mad at him for that one. Um, but, you know, and then Steven Gaskowski. I mean, we're talking about oh, another Patriot, guys, of course. But I mean, we're talking there. these these guys have had I mean, for you, you got to me, you got to have 14 plus years of dominance. If you want to call yourself the best kicker in the game, you have to at a minimum 10 years. Right. The the 10 years, I feel like you have solidly kicked through multiple iterations of the NFL and you can kick no matter what they do. Right. And, and Justin Tucker, he's in year 10 right now with Tucker. He's he's, he's 2012, 21. He got nine years. He got nine years under his belt. He's coming up, you know, but I think I just, and for me, you know, but, but I'll first the duration and then it's the, the, where did you make these kick components? You know, if you are just tied to an offense, that's always, scoring like crazy you just got to make a couple of kicks here there a bunch of extra points great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know uh, i just think that there's too many big kicks that uh 
Skaskowski can look at, that uh, Vinatieri can look at in their career, that you, I couldn't discount them and say, oh my God, he made a 66, he made the young, longest field goal ever. That might not have been the craziest to beat the Lions. You guys, you guys blew that game. Let's be real honest about what happened here. The Lions are the, uh, the get right game. That was Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Aaron Jones get right game two weeks ago. And it was a dog fight for the Baltimore Ravens. That might just show that the Ravens are not who we thought they were, but the Dijon Lions, this is not, this is not the kind of team where I'm like, man, remember that time? Like people, this might be the only thing people remember from the game. Yeah. I mean, Justin, I got to say, yeah, you're right. I would probably say Adam Vinietz, uh, Vinatieri is number one, but uh, Justin Tucker is making an argument for at least number two. Uh, you know, Stephen Gostkowski, he had some good run with the New England Patriots. I get that and all. But yeah, I mean, Tucker, he's, the, he's said it before, he's the most accurate kicker in NFL history as far as field goal percentages wise. And he's just automatic. Not quite, you know, I mean, I mean, you got to, I'm speaking of automatic, automatica, grammatica, you know, <laughs> right. Back in the day too, he was, he was, he was nice too. Um, I mean, I mean, think about it like this. Harrison Bucker is 0.067 percentage points away from him mm-hmm. and has kicked five less years than him. Right. You know, but I can't say Harrison Bucker is that much better than some of the other guys because Harrison Bucker has died to a offense that was always scoring points, flat out, always pushing the envelope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, right now, I think Justin Tucker is definitely number one in the league right now, for sure. For sure. Um, And probably the game of the week this past weekend, week three of the NFL Bucks Rams. What a matchup down in LA at SoFi Stadium. The Rams came out with that victory over the Bucks, 34 to 24. See, the Rams were cruising in this one, dude. Even though I know we both both of us picked the Bucks in this one, I really picked the Bucks in this one because I thought the Ram they thought they would win this one and the Rams would come back and get the, get a rematch with them in the playoffs, possibly the yeah. NFC Championship game. But yeah. this was a, this is a great game. Matthew Stafford was phenomenal once again, 27 of 38 for four scores. Brady threw the ball 55 times himself. I'll be no, they're a pass, pass first offense with the whole uh, no risk it, no biscuit offense with run by Bruce Arians. They only ran the ball 13 times. They can't, but, they don't have a good run game. I mean, and their, their defense is a pass funnel, but, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, defensively, they're struggling against the pass for sure. Defensively, yeah. they're, they're, I think they're second against the run and they're about like 26th against the pass, something like they that. They just signed Richard Sherman to try to help bolster they that. Did, defense. They did sign Richard Sherman recently. So um, that's a good that's a good point, too. Like we, can, we can talk about that as well, too. Um, I guess I have two questions for you again in the hero bed. Are the Rams a new favorite in the NFC? And what kind of impact or significance does Richard Sherman make on that defense? So I think the Rams are in the driver's seat right now uh, off of their three performances. Um, this one, no, no less. I mean, obviously we picked the Buccaneers back when we thought back off of them coming off of that high octane win and them having, you know, found their identity. We were not expecting Antonio Brown to then be on the COVID IR list, uh, mm-hmm. which then changed the way that they wanted to do things. Right. Like, I don't think, I think there is something that Antonio Brown gives to this offense that is very valuable to them that helps keep the chains moving, which allows them to then force people to come underneath and keep them from keeping the chains moving, which then opens up those big plays down underneath the Tom Brady, like leading the league and like shot yard uh, shots downfield over 20 or 25 yards, I believe. Um, but it, it's, you know, the, it's, it, the Rams are, the Rams look like the real deal. I mean, 34 to 14, we assumed that when they played the Bears. Uh, 27 to 24 against the Colts. Okay. We're like, all right, maybe come back down to earth. Carson Wentz played very well in that game um, until he got injured. Uh, the Buccaneers, you, you, you can go at the neck of the former champion of the current, the current uh, champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's saying a lot. And in the fashion that you did it, my goodness, I don't know if there's a nickname for, for, uh, the, the the gray ghost i don't know what we're calling him now i like i call him pegasus cooper, uh, cup? cooper cup i call him pegasus <laughs> because you got to be a bad dude you know what i mean like he's Boy, not hercules right but he flies around with hercules so you know what i mean like yeah. dude's bad um you know nine for 96 two tugs uh the the it is a mind meld you know they when they win two players have that connection with each other I love how they casually drop in the broadcast of the first game that the two of them eat breakfast together every morning at the, at the, uh, the facilities as they watch game film, right? Mm -hmm. What they are building together is a very strong bond and it's showing in the, in when they get together, 
you know, and not to be overshadowed by 34 year old Deshaun Jackson running by people half his age. Dude, you do. I do still got, they still got that. Absolutely. Still got Absolute. that. For there real. Are people, I tell some people in the league and you like, you quietly, you don't pay attention to them. They're, they're like, they're out of this world. And he's one of those guys. And we just now realized that Frank Gore is one of those guys. You don't play that many years and stay effective that long if you you aren't one of the ones, you know? Right, I mean? right. Yeah. Exactly, dude. And, you he's know, a G. He's a G. Yeah, for sure. And, dude, I mean, yeah. like, I, I, and as far as the NFC is concerned, yeah, the Rams, I've said it before the season started, the Rams are my pick to go to the Super Bowl and win it all, even against over my, my Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, I think this absolutely puts the Rams as the favorite right now. They beat the defending champs. They're on, they're on the feet. So I know I get still young in the season. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. You know, it's only, we're only three weeks in. I get that and all. But, dude, I think the Rams are really showing out. The Matthew Stafford, you said it before, a possible MVP candidate, dude. Um, they, we know they've got the defense, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, all, you know what I mean? Um, you know, Leonard Floyd, heck of a heck of a squad on defense. We have the Bucks, you know what I mean? I think they'll still be fine. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing bad to say about the Buccaneers right now. I think yeah. you mentioned before, Tony O'Brown didn't play. Rob Gronkowski got hurt in the middle through the game with hurt his ribs. Yeah. He, he didn't end up coming back in that one. But yeah, I think it was just a great, great game um, for the Rams overall. Um, you mentioned about Richard Sherman. How much can he really help out the, the Buccaneers? You know, I'm not sure what he's got left in the tank. He's yeah. what, like 34 years old right now? You can't um, put him on an island. I mean, he can help shore up and solidify one side so that you can yeah. then do things on the other side, but mm -hmm. you can't leave him on an island. Sammy yeah, Watkins right. in the Super Bowl toss that. Right, right. I mean, he's 33, he's 33, but yeah, I mean, he's he's not he's not locking dudes up. You know what I mean? He's not like one-on-one, -on -one, you know? I mean, put him in some zone, put him, put him some cover two, things like that, you know? But he's not going one-on-one -on, -one on man coverage, locking up guys like, like Julio Jones, locking up guys like DeAndre Hopkins. He's not doing that like he used to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think he'll still help out. His veteran leadership will help on the locker room for sure, and even all, at, at, uh, at, on the practice field, but yeah. We'll see how we'll see how it plays out for the rest of the season. Um, the last match we wanted to talk about uh, was the Packers and Niners. Aaron Rodgers, he did it again. 37 seconds left on the clock and no timeouts. And he wins the game. What else can be said about Aaron Rodgers, which hasn't been said before, other than the fact that he is still that bad man? I mean. At this point, I think everyone should just forget about everything that happened this offseason. Don't say a word about it. Don't don't call him. Don't text him. Don't email him. Don't send. Don't even page him. Leave that man alone. Aaron Rodgers can do whatever the hell Aaron Rodgers wants to do, and that's it. Because and that's the bottom line. <laughs> because so cold said so. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, because because Aaron Rodgers said so, dude. I mean, what I mean, what else is there to say about this game? And Aaron Rodgers, he's incredible, absolutely incredible. Thirty to twenty-eight, you know what I mean? Driving the team down the field with the game-winning field goal by Mason Crosby at the end. Yeah. I, I have no words. Aaron, thirty-seven seconds, thirty-seven seconds off from the clock. The Rodgers Niners score. Everyone in the building thought they were winning. Aaron Rodgers said, "Don't worry, I got it." Yeah. What can we What can we say about Aaron Rodgers? I think Marcus Valdez-Scantling uh, summed it up well. He sent a tweet out that said, y'all left 12 with time on the clock. Y'all ain't seen his resume. But obviously, <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what did you think was going to happen there? And, you know, to, to the detriment of Kyle Shanahan, like I just said, Kyle Shanahan, good teams, dumb decisions. Uh, this, the, the team, you know, a few hours earlier in the LA Chargers scored a touchdown at the end of the game knowing that the Charger, the uh, Chiefs had two touchdowns and 32 seconds on the clock, Patrick Mahomes just didn't get it done. Mm -hmm. This is the difference about those guys who've been in that pressure cooker can make it happen, right? Has mm -hmm. options to go to. I mean, hey, you know what? If Marquez Valdez-Scaling drops any more passes, maybe we don't see the game end the way it does. Luckily, he had he had glue on his hands. He caught it, caught a couple bombs. It was great. Um, you know, caught a big play that uh, pass that set them up, I do believe, for their field goal as well. Uh, or the, actually, that might have been uh, the automatic uh, Devontae Adams, best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, Devontae. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, it's, 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 you know, <laughs> they set themselves up to allow these guys to get the W. You know, this is what he does. This is the situation that Aaron Rodgers looked for. Uh, and he produced you know, like he always does.
you know, I mean, yeah, there's not really much else to say. It is what it is. It's Aaron. Do you, did you, do you really feel like putting it under this rug, sweeping it on the rug now? All this stuff. I mean, well, I honestly, feel like, dude, you know, they, whatever, whatever Aaron Rodgers wants, Green Bay should give it to him. It doesn't matter so, what it is. That from the very beginning, they should have just, okay, Aaron, what do you want? Okay, here you go. That's I'm what I was saying. When you, when you're dealing with, when you have one of those, that's how you manage one of those. example of it. Yeah. yeah, and it, well, well, Tom hoisting up the trophy with the Bucks is another one, right? When you have one of those, how do you make it work? Russell Wilson, right? He said, bring me a tight end that can catch. Bring me a third option. Bring me a, a, a dynamic offensive coordinator that I can work with, right? Mm-hmm. When you have a good quarterback, you have got to work with them. The guys that you have hired are going to draft somebody, and he's going to be Bryce Petty. You know what I mean? He's going to be <laughs> terrible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's going to be Mitch Trubisky when you could have had Deshaun Watson or you could have had uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so so yeah. This no, whole think- thing about them drafting Jordan Love and yeah. you know, will he be the guy one day? Sure, we all know Aaron Rodgers is not going to play for everybody. It's just flat out disrespect. And you know what? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is still that dude. And he just said it again, uh, but here we are. Anyway, let's move on to our next segment. Obed, of course, it's our typical you right, you man. Uh, we'll make bold statements to one another. The other one will tell us if we're correct or if we're just outright crazy. Obed, I say to you first up, you right, no, you right, you man. The Jets are the worst organization in the NFL. Sherman, you mad. I don't okay. think the Jets are the worst organization in the NFL. I just feel like they haven't had the right people in the right roles for a major market, uh, a division that they could capitalize on, and a storied franchise. Generally, those three give you an opportunity to just always be in the hunt. Um, you know, it's basically the, the, the namesake of the Minnesota Vikings. We wouldn't say the Minnesota Vikings are a terrible organization or the worst, but they've had some bad spots. Um, I still think it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that because they're being run by Shahi Khan, who is at the end of the day, he's, he's not from here, right? He might love it, but he is a European. He's an international individual. He's, mm-hmm. He owns this NFL uh, franchise as an investment, but I think there is something to be said about the disconnect from the game of football being embedded in football from a young age and then getting to where you are now in the NFL in the future and be able to say, hey, like, these are the decisions that needs to be made because he's not making them and they just look worse and worse and worse. But you have to remember the Jets... This is a team that has been gone, has gone 0-3 for the second straight year. Yeah. They're the only team in the league averaging under 10 points a game at 6.7. And they're the only team in the league to not lead a game so far this season. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010. What has to change within, within the words, whether it's the GM or what have you, the head coaching they're not bringing in the players. This New York team, like you said, on away, New York, this big market team, they're not bringing in the players. Zach Wilson looks awful right now, okay? Yeah. He look, he is playing absolutely terrible football. I get it. He's a rookie. And again, this is my, this is my other point of why well, I don't like rookie QBs coming and starting right yeah. away. Rookie, Do you know rookie QBs in the NFL right now are 1 in 10 so far this season with the only I mean, win with being um, Mac, Jones. Uh, Mac Jones over yeah. Zach Wilson. Okay, rookie over a rookie. Okay, that's the only win by a rookie QB. The last in the last four, the last I'll tell you another stat. The last fourteen rookies QBs drafted number one overall, going back to guys like Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and all that, yeah. are 0, 13 and one in the start of the season. Okay, yeah, it's not a good look. I, this is I don't. Hey, hey like Manning went three and thirteen is first. Three and thirteen is yeah, first season. Calls. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, it's going to take time. This is a bad look. The Jets are a bad organization. They have zero weapons around her. I mean, I mean, they, they get rid of the guys, basically. Like, look at what happened with Jamal Adams. You get so, rid of your, so, best, your best player. So we have to think about this. Let's not remember, we, we talk, we're old. We got to talk about everything from the beginning. They have just gotten rid of, they've exercised the Adam Gase demon. How long okay. is it going to take for them to get things right? Because look, when Adam Gase left the Dolphins, it was still pretty bleak for like two years and then things got a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And now they're a team that people actually see some positive things and they've got some good coaches there. They've got draft picks. You know what I mean? They, they've, they've got promise of the future that I feel like, go ahead, go ahead. Do you, but okay. But man, when are they going to bring in big name free agents and big name signings? Cause they have not. It's the last the last guy they had was Le'Veon Bell. We all know how that worked out. You know what I mean? And again, Adam Gase, Adam Gase, look at, look at you know? uh, uh, the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold. Obviously Adam Gase is a stink that you don't even no, they, I agree. I agree. Saw the the, the 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 meme or whatever that came out that Adam Gase, uh, when he left the high school he was working at, they won a state championship. He left LSU. They won a high. They won a college championship. He left uh, the uh, the the Denver Broncos. They won the NFL. Uh, the uh, excuse me, Super the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Like it is. It is some really voodoo shit. That's but, but maybe, part of my French. But you just got bad players. Maybe you just got Possibly. bad players too, right? And Zach Wilson is playing awful. He's got more interceptions and touchdowns. I'm seven to two. So in the next five years, which team do you think is actually going to look better overall, the Jets or the Jaguars? Oh my goodness, that's a million dollar question right there, Obed. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, uh, honestly, I might say the Jaguars. Uh, that's fair. I, 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 because honestly, just because they're down in Florida, they might attract a, they might attract bigger for a matter better uh, better names in Florida. Being in, instead of New York, paying that no, there's no seat income tax in Florida, so the sure. player players checks will be a bigger. You know True. what I mean? Sure. Even though New York is a bigger market than Jacksonville, 100 yeah. percent is. So yeah. they, it could get guys. But the Jets, the Jets. Remember, the Jaguars weren't weren't too long ago. They were in the AFC Championship game against the, the Jaguars. Jets. This is true. And That's but not, the the last time that the Jets were in the playoffs, they were in the AFC Championship game. That 2010. So you know what I mean? Like I just they're going through waves of it. Things are just out of sync for both of those teams. I just feel like I had, you know, I've seen the Jets. They had they just had Sam Darnold. They just had Robbie Anderson. They just had uh uh what what they now they do have Corey Davis, right? They have these guys that we know are good players, they just were misusing them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Versus the Jaguars, who are can be pretty bad of a team, but the Mark Brunel years, they were pretty good. And that was an expansion team. That was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could, they could come up with some wins. Um, but then that, that, that leads into my, you right. You mad Sherman, uh, you right. You mad urban Myers replacement will be a placeholder for the Jags new head coach next year. Oh, bet you mad. Urban Myers not getting replaced after one season. You don't think so? No, no. I think I think the owner and Khan, I think he knows it's gonna be a kind of a rebuilding process. You got a you got a rookie QB, number one overall pick. You got a rookie head coach, okay, who had who was out of coaching for a few years coming from out of Ohio State. I think he knows what's ex- I think he knows the deal. You don't have any elite talent on that squad. You know, you had some great guys defensively, like Jalen Ramsey. He's he Obviously, you know he's gone. He's over in LA. Calais Campbell, he's gone. Uh, you yeah, know, like Gakwe, guys like Gakwe, that. You know, you just don't have the pieces. And even on on offense, you know, you you know your number one receiver, DJ Chark Jr. Is he a number one? No, he's probably a number two at best. Marvin Jones Jr., another number two. You know what I mean? So you have Lavisca no Chenault is like a gadget guy. I mean, he's yeah. got a good body, he can play, but he's not really that cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had Tavon Austin, he's on IR, whatever. You know, he never flourished into the player we all thought he was coming out of West yeah. Virginia. You yeah. know, it's going to take some time. You know, just Trevor Lawrence is going to continue to struggle. Um, and I don't, I don't think, I don't put that on, I don't put that on Urban Meyer. Um, kind of like how with the Jets or Jets before, I didn't put everything on Sam Donald because they just didn't bring in the weapons for him. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to continue to struggle. He again, he he as well has more interceptions and touchdowns so with seven to five. But yeah, I know I, I gotta say you mad all bad. You know, Urban Meyer. I think I think they give I think Khan gives Urban Meyer at least three years. I think he's gonna give him at least three years because they've okay. got to bring in the. This is not a winning football team they're not even going to be they're going to be under 500 again this they won one game last year there's no way con expects urban Meyer to always turn around from one win to let's say 11 wins okay you yeah, know? yeah yeah they, they maybe win three four games this year that's true it. true it, so, it's the same dynamic as a uh, uh, uh chucky out in las vegas right mm-hmm. where they basically tell him hey gruden we'll give you a 10-year contract we understand it's going to take time to turn things around year five you're four, you're five. Things are starting to look a little up right now. You know, mm-hmm. things were bad yeah. in the beginning. The first three years were bad. Vegas looks good. 
Vegas looks good. Looks good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. We'll yep. see how it goes. Let's get into the picks, old bed. Um, looking at last week, week three, um, didn't do too bad. Both went eleven and five. Uh, overall records right now. I'm winning. I'm thirty and eighteen. You're twenty six and seventeen. We'll see. Twenty six and seventeen. Sure, that record's right, old bed. I think we better do that. I think I think we better do that math again, player. I don't know if that's the right one there. Uh, so I think I should have some. Maybe maybe it isn't. What's uh, I was uh, twenty six and twenty one. You think you should be sixteen and sixteen? Oh, that does make sense. Twenty one because yep. it's uh, three wins. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Or yeah, and I should yeah. Eleven. I have went eleven. You're by five. three. You're by three. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. We'll see how we'll see how it goes around. Anyway, let's get into the matchups. First of all, Thursday night matchup: um, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Um, Jacksonville. We just talked about so terrible, terrible team. I'm gonna go Cincinnati. Yeah, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yep. Tennessee at New York, the other bad team we just talked about. The Jets, yeah, terrible. Tennessee all the way. Derrick Henry's looking like Derrick Henry. He's a monster. He's gonna yeah. keep it, he's gonna keep the train rolling for the Titans. Yeah, watch out for Chester Rogers to be the number one receiver in this game because I heard that uh uh AJ Brown is dealing with hamstring injuries and Julio Jones tightened up a bit and they want to manage him in uh Ooh. Emergency situations if they Ooh, need him. That is no yeah. bueno. I have no Julio bueno, on my fan, fantasy team. Julio, man, watch out, watch yourself, boy. Uh, right. But yeah, so we're we're doing Tennessee that one. Detroit at Chicago. I think this is the one matchup where where we differ. Obed, Chicago. We talked about them. Justin Fields. If they can't get a game plan for 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 him at all going. It's going to be bad once again. I'm going to go Detroit. Detroit should Detroit is better than what their record is. Detroit should not be 0 3. They lost two of their three losses. Uh, come at the last second on last minute on last second field goal. So I'm going to go Detroit in this one to get their first win. Yeah, they. Uh, this is a team that probably could surprise. I'm I'm hedging that Chicago is going to try to employ Justin Fields the way he should be. And if that's the case, I hope that they can at least make this competitive. But I will agree with you that it was hard for me to pick Chicago in this one because Detroit does look better than their uh, record dictates. Yep. yep. Uh, Indianapolis at Miami. Going to go Indianapolis here. Miami, if you're still going to go with just with, uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, I think Tua Tagovailoa is out for a couple weeks. Um, Brissett is not a slouch by any means. He's not a terrible, terrible QB. But no. uh, Indy, Indy has a better squad. I'm going to go Colts. Yeah, I'm going to go Colts as well, especially, you know, Wentz gutted it out. I think he'll look a little better next week. Yep. Cleveland at Minnesota. I was actually, I wanted to go Minnesota on this one, being that it's it's uh, it's in Minneapolis. But I'm, I'm going to go Cleveland this one. Just, just a better, better defense for them. Yeah, better defense. I think offensively as well, they're going to be able to do more things. Uh, while I will take nothing away from Minnesota offense, the fact that uh, the – uh Cleveland Browns can play bully ball is going to dictate with the way that they play through these games and they're going to be able to run on Minnesota better than Minnesota's going to be able to run on them facts yep the two-headed monster Kareem Hunt and uh Nick Chubb and when Cleveland is definitely a problem Washington at Atlanta Atlanta's a terrible terrible squad I'm gonna go Washington yeah they I mean you, you back in the day Atlanta was a terrible squad and you still got offensive production for whatever reason there's no offensive production now I don't know Arthur Smith seems to be a fake sharp or something I don't know I thought he was a big brain but I guess not <laughs> Washington yeah but Houston at Buffalo let's go Bills, baby all the way I don't even know why we had to talk about this <laughs> the New York football Giants at New Orleans New, New York New York another bad team they're 0-3 as well uh New Orleans all the way New Orleans all the way I mean I'm not expecting fireworks from uh uh from James Winston, but I do expect them to have a good offensive production in this game. Yep. Uh, Kansas City at Philadelphia. Kansas City, two lost, lost two in a row. I don't think they make it three. There's no way they can lose to Philadelphia because if they lose to Philadelphia, forget the whole season. Let's go. Let's go, Chiefs. That's the first time I've ever seen uh, what looked like the, the uptaking of, of leadership on the sidelines by Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, kind of telling his guys, like, yo, we got to get it together here. I think he, you know, they understand this is their leader. He wants to win. Mm. He's going to start the winning train this week. Yep, for sure. Uh, Carolina at Dallas. Dallas, Dak Prescott is on fire right now. Uh, I'm going to go Dallas in this one, especially the fact that the Panthers are without Kirsten McCaffrey. Dallas all the way, for sure. Yeah, if they don't change their game plan and try to be the Carolina they were last year, uh, I just don't. I just don't see them keeping up with the offensive firepower. Watch out for CD Lamb. Yep, Seattle at San Francisco. You know, I was gonna initially gonna go see San Francisco, then I mm. went to Seattle. I'm actually still thinking about going back to San Fran, mm. um, but you know what? I will stick with Seattle with this one. Seattle lost a tough one against Minnesota last week. I think they bounced back. You know, San Fran, San Fran, we know that one we just talked about losing to Green Bay with the field goal at the end with with by Aaron Rodgers and every and company. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with Seattle. I'm going to stick with Seattle on this one. 
All right. I was thinking about Seattle. I just like, honestly, I thought this move by Shane Waldron from the Rams to Seattle was going to be, uh, you know, Bollywood and people are just like, oh, he's going to be amazing. He's going to be amazing. This is some, this is a great looking offense. They're able to do a lot of things. I love what I'm seeing from Chris Carson. He just seems to be that next, like, consistent, productive guy. He's got Kareem Hunt feels about him. Um, but I, I do like Grant San Francisco to bounce back. This week. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Russell Wilson is my MVP. It was my MVP pick before the season started. So I think he still is going to continue to ball out. And then he asks them out, out and they do, when they don't make the, you know, maybe possibly maybe get eliminated in the first round. But I'm going to go Seattle on this one. Um, Arizona at LA, the Rams and Cardinals. This was a tough, tough one. I do think the Rams are the best team in the NFL right now. I, again, I picked them to win the Super Bowl, and I said my up and coming team was Arizona in the beginning of the year. I was actually gonna go Arizona initially, but I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Rams on paper. But do not be surprised if the Cardinals come out with this victory. But I will go on the record with, with the Rams. Yeah, this is a very big test, especially for uh, Arizona to see if they can match up because the Rams got a good thing that they could do out there. They got a real good, nice show that they put together. But again, Arizona can hit you any which way. They can bring one guy on for four plays and he might catch a 100-yard touchdown. You know, he might <laughs> run for an 80-yard touchdown. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going the Rams on this one. All right, yep. Uh, this yeah, that's, a, that's a game I would not bet at all because it can go either way. Pittsburgh yeah. at Green Bay. We talked about Pittsburgh with their problems on offense. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is going to keep on rocking the Packers all the way. Yeah, I got to keep it up with uh, – I got to keep going with Green Bay. I mean, you know, shout out to them. Aaron Rodgers, that bad man, doing what he does and get back into the game, uh, give his team a chance to win it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay in this one. Yep. Uh, Baltimore at Denver. Um, you know, what's funny because I wanted to initially go Baltimore, but I am going to, I mean, I am going to go Denver here. Uh, the fact that it's in Denver, especially too, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is playing some good ball. Uh, yeah. Let's go Broncos. Yeah. You know, another road game back to back after like, again, Detroit should have been a get right game. It should have been an easy game for them to manage their players and then go and play Denver in a rough environment at uh, at Mile High Stadium. Um, this could be upset alert for Baltimore. I would watch out for them. I like Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the biggest matchup of the weekend, probably going to be the most notorious matchup, Tampa Bay at New England. Tom Brady returns to Gillette Stadium to face his former team, who he spent 20 seasons with. TB12 versus Bill Belichick. Bucks and Patriots going to go Tampa Bay. We all know the Patriots are going to be a, a decent squad, but you've got a rookie QB in, in Mac Jones over there. Tom Brady is going to show Bill Belichick every single reason why he sh- they sh- that whole discourse shouldn't have happened. He shouldn't have just let him walk out the door. It was even some reports that Tom Brady tried to call Belichick and reach out to him to set up a meeting to say goodbye. And Belichick said, yo, deuces, we'll just, I'll hit you on the phone call. Dude, Brady goes off. I say Brady goes for 400 yards and four to five touchdowns. I could see him going five for five. I could see him going for, mm. and mind you, mind you, they're probably going to stop the, 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 the game because Tom Brady only needs 68 yards to become number one in most mm. yards ever in the NFL. Right. Uh, so, you know, I think that he, there's going to be a moment where we're going to have, they're going to be chanting this man's name. Of course. Um, and it, isn't, it so, it, BB. It, isn't it so fitting that he gets to break the record, which is held currently by Drew Brees? Yeah. Against he was supposed to do team? it there. No, he's supposed to do it there while he played for them. And now he has to break their heart. This is, this is what Harvey Dent was talking about. Okay. You either die a hero or you live long enough to watch yourself become the villain. Mm. Okay. Mm. And the, I'm telling you. Spitting it. Hot fire. Put, the, the, my man is the, he is the night king. Okay. The night mm. king, you know what he does? You, he goes over dead bodies and he touches them and then they come to life and you're just like, I thought, <laughs> oh. I, I thought Gronkowski was dead. No, he's winning a Super Bowl with me and Got he's him. scoring touchdowns and he's mm-hmm. leading the league in tight end yards. That, that, that's, that's what he's doing. Well, no, no, no. Wow. The, 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 the Leonard Fournette, he's dead. No, I'm going to touch him too. And he's going to become playoff Lenny. No, he's going to become mm. Super Bowl Lenny. Okay. Mm. And we, and you guys are going to wonder how he won games. The man has raised an army of the dead. And he will wow. march into your castle mm. and he will take and pillage whatever he wants. So <laughs> I might be wearing a, the, uh, I might be wearing a Patriots shirt this, this Sunday night. I'm only going to be cheering for Tom Brady. Wow. They're either going to throw me out of that bar or I'm going to leave in fisticuffs, but I'm only <laughs> cheering for Tom Brady. <laughs> that was probably the greatest analogy I think I've ever heard in sports history. 
Yeah, that was brother. Not only the reference Batman, but Game of Thrones, all in the same take, dude. Kudos to you, old Ben. <laughs> okay, you, dude. But yeah, but a bucks are, a bucks are definitely gonna win this one, no doubt about it. Of course. Um, oh, and yeah. the Monday night matchup: Las Vegas at L.A. The Chargers and the Raiders. I'm gonna go Chargers. We talked about them just briefly a little bit ago with Justin Herbert. Even though the Vegas, the Vegas Raiders are undefeated right now, they're playing well. Derek Carr could possibly be an MVP candidate, you know, if he keeps up his, his play, but I'm going to go Chargers. Yeah, he, uh, I'm pretty sure he definitely leads the league in passing yards. Like uh, that guy's doing, hitting some numbers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kudos to him. One of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league over the last few years. Uh, Chucky has cleaned up his game and made them a competitor where they're in like one of the most high flying divisions in the NFL now. Um, it'd be a hell of a measuring stick game, but, uh, you know, I'm here for Herbie Hancock. Let's go. There it is, folks. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, any last words for the people before we head out? You know, we're getting into the fall season. You know, make sure you winterize your homes, okay? You know, watch out. Mm. Listen, everybody got a water Ooh. main. Everybody that's got a, a water main. A, they got to check. That's the a good one, Obed. Thing, right? The last one. thing you want to do is have that bad boy freeze over because you didn't drain it and then end up with the problems of a flooded basement or a flooded living room, okay? Mm. Come on, guys. Let's get ready. I'm not talking about pumpkin spice lattes. I'm talking about having your mittens, <laughs> having your hats, having your gloves, and getting ready for the seasons. Yo, and I am not about that because you know what? That's why I moved to Florida. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, folks, again, don't forget to check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, and follow us on Twitter at BWWENT. For Obed, I am sure we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.